that was the battlefield of Earth. Battlefield. Yeah. I mean, would you rather have like an open prairie with like horses and shit? It made it. Battlefield Earth makes it seem like there's a war going on. This is the Real Rotten Podcast. I'm Nick Lyons. I'm Steven Ramirez. And we're here watching the 25% or less bad movies on Rotten Tomatoes. So you don't have to. And we're excited to bring to you today a, uh, a special film. Special is one way to describe it. Another word would be terrible or just waste of time. That's three eye words. Eye cancer. Optical eye cancer. But if, if you're into if you're into barn door wipes, this is the movie for you. Yeah, if you love if you love distorted angles, uh super earthy, bright, overly bright tones and uh and just really really bad uh cut sequences. Yeah. This is this is the movie for you. Yeah, if you just if you just hate movies, this is the movie for you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh before we get into the movie, we we're just going to catch up real quick. We haven't seen each other in a couple days. Uh, Steven, what was the last movie you saw? Last movie I saw in its entirety. Um, classic movie. Uh, I had to revisit it uh, just based on previous podcasts that I was listening to, to be honest with you. Uh, Boogie Nights. Uh, Ooh, Boogie Nights. Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, uh, like crowning achievement, if uh, I'm going to say that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. That's my favorite no, Paul agree. Thomas I Anderson agree with movie. I agree Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Boogie um, Nights is top five movie all the time for me, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's up there for me. Even though I'm not you know, the biggest fan of Mark Wahlberg... Uh, not really, you know. Uh, I'm so sad that he he backtracked on that movie. Yeah, yeah. That he said was like he, his he, said he kind of re- regrets doing it, but that was probably his best acting role he's ever. How could you regret doing Boogie Nights? Like he, he nailed it too. He yeah. was like just dumb enough to just, play that part. Just dumb enough. Just any and he had enough acting chops to pull off like a desperate uh, cokehead. Yeah, like, that was great. What was uh, what was the movie you saw recently? Uh, the last movie I saw. Uh, was Runaway Jury. Oh, wow. Yeah, with John Cusack, Rachel Wise, Dustin Hoffman, Gene Hackman. That's what I thought. Gene Hackman's in that movie, Yeah, right? no, that is... It, it was... It's a fun, legit movie. Yeah. I, I think. It's very... Uh, it's very... You don't realize without... You know, unless you read the book, you don't realize how conniving uh, John Cusack really is in, oh, this, yeah. in the story. Yeah, him and Rachel. Yeah. Just real conniving asshole. Rachel Vice. Guns. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel Vice. Nice. And uh yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> and uh I think it's relevant in this time. So people, if you haven't seen Runaway Jury, maybe just give it a shot. It's Check nice, it out. Good ensemble uh, nice little, uh lawyer movie. Nice little lawyer courtroom movie. And then uh what movie are you looking forward to? Movie I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm I'm actually a lot. I I guess the biggest one right now would be The Last Jedi. I know it's uh yeah, I'll agree it with just you there. just I'm, released, you know. It's it's. I know a lot of people saw it. Don't need the spoilers. Thank you very much. Even though all the news, even though all your quote unquote news outlets uh, try to spoil it for you the day of, it's ridiculous. Like, come on, man, give me yeah. give me a few days before you decide to tell me. You know, you know, majority of the cast died. Spoiler alert. I haven't been reading <laughs> anything about it. The only thing I know is that Princess Leia for sure lives. Oh. And after that, I just didn't have any idea i did not know that so thank you for for just ruining that part of the movie no she me. definitely doesn't oh okay cool r.i.p r.i.p too soon i think it's too soon r.i.p carrie fisher yeah but uh 
I say we just get into it. Yeah. We just start into the sometimes battlefield, mostly just... Mostly just Earth. Mostly just Earth. Mostly just Denver, Colorado. It's about as boring as dirt could get, so Earth more so than Battlefield without question. Does all of Earth look like this? Oh, I'm afraid so, sir. Pathetic. All the green and the blue sky. They told me this planet was ugly, but this has got to be one of the ugliest crap holes in the entire universe. I couldn't agree with you more. I hate these puny, undersized planets. The gravity is so different. Well, one does get used to it. I'm going to lay down the stats on you real quick. Lay them out. Lay them on me, big man. So this movie, Battlefield Earth, was directed by Roger Christian. It's uh, one of two movies he's directed, I think. But he is an Oscar winner. Yeah, he is an Oscar winner. Set decoration mm-hmm. on Star Wars. Yeah. So we got our Star Wars connection. That's the reason we're doing this uh, This hellhole of a movie. Yes. Is because Star Wars came out. So we, we thought we needed some sort of sci-fi thing up in here. We need like an equivalent uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, have you. But still an equivalent of Star Wars. Yeah. As far as the bell curve goes, we, we fell off the front part of the bell curve with yeah. this one. And uh, it was written by Corey Mandel and J.D. Shapiro. And uh, my favorite trivia has to do with J.D. Shapiro. It was Shapiro admitted that he got involved at first because he read the Scientology Center was a great place to pick up women. And it snowballed from there. Amazing. I think that just sums up the whole movie. It snowballed from there. I think this all started like good heartedly. Everything, you know, was going well. And then it just like started getting bad and then just got real bad. All the way down the mountain until it exploded in a giant fireball. It is a supernova of awfulness. And this movie is starring John Travolta, Forrest Whitaker, and Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper. B Peps. What happened to Barry Pepper? Barry Pepper's that guy that you just know his face all the time. He had a solid six years. Like 1999 to 2005, that was his wheelhouse. Uh, well, no, he even go further back than that because he had his breakout role in uh, Saving Private Ryan yeah, as the sniper. I yeah. think that's how most people know him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we had the plot keywords for this movie are uh, bad acting, male alien, alien race, male-ian. and oppression. A malian. A malian. A man-animal-alien. <laughs> They say man animal a lot in this movie. So twenty eight times, I think. Yeah, they, they say, say it as many times as there as there is a barn door wipe, where the screen just splits in half and goes to the next scene. And it's the slowest wipe too. It's not like a fast like uh, Indiana Jones or Star Wars wipe. Oh, yeah, uh, they take their sweet ass. It's time. Like the About most distracting seconds. thing I've ever. Like by the end of it, I I just thought my eyes were gonna fall. Just out transition. Of my head. Yeah. Just transition. That's yeah. all I want you to do. You just transition just the scene. Dissolve. I think they were trying to go the Star Wars route and just do the wipes, but or just jump cut. I don't I mean, care. Yeah. Right? Is PG-13 came out in the year 2000. Runtime of 118 minutes. Yeah. 118 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes You'll rating. never get back. Is a, a whopping 3%. Trace percent. Four fresh ratings. 144 rotten ones. The audience, though, liked it slightly more at 11%. I mean, th- th- I think they're just giving it charity by that. By Something's that. bad when only 11% of your audience likes the movie. It was a budget of $73 million and made $30 million worldwide. So this is by far the biggest bomb that we've done on the show so, so far. So far. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes blurb on top of the page is ugly, campy, and poorly acted. Battlefield Earth is stunningly misguided, aggressively bad sci-fi folly. Couldn't agree more. 
yeah, I think that that kind of sums it up. But did you have a favorite player? I did. Um, I mean, I, I have to pick the 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 classic, uh, the classic, also known as the OG, also known as the one and only movie critic, in my opinion, uh, Mr. Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun Times. His blurb though is Battlefield Earth is like taking a bus trip with someone who has needed a bath for a long time. It's not merely bad, it's unpleasant in a hostile way. I think that is a great way to sum it up. My blurb is from uh, Bob Grimm at the Reno News and Review. Oh, classic. Yeah, very well known publication, known for its movie critic, Bob Grimm, who we've all heard of. He's like on the Roger Ebert level in Reno. He said. If you're looking for something to hate and despise, get thee to this movie. Get thee to yeah, this movie? Yeah, he said get thee to this movie. Oh my god, he's, he's so... he's so He pulled out a thee. So classical. Yeah, that just shows how bad this movie is. Oh, absolutely. That you have to have a bad review about it. That pretty much sums all that up. I think there's nothing else we could say in this beginning part that can really get to the core of this movie. So I think we just need to get to the core of this movie just like... John Travolta and the aliens are trying, the Cyclos are trying to get to the, the core. The Cyclos. That's yeah. the alien race, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. of this movie. The Cyclos. It's, you, it couldn't be more blatantly, like, just, just generalistic in writing. We should say, that, yeah, we should say that the book that this is based on is written by the L. Ron Hubbard. The one and only LRH. Mr. Lizard Man himself. Absolutely. Let's just let's just fucking do it. Let's get let's get it over I with. I just need to, yeah. Just like this movie, folks, you just gotta get it over with. Yeah, I just I just need to talk about this and then never talk about it ever again. Yeah, fine with me. And this episode is brought to you by Placentas. The first ever app that has been giving placentas to the people that don't have them. Are you a man that has been unable to eat a placenta and get the benefits from it because the woman eats the placenta first? Well, we're here to change that. Okay, this this app will deliver you a new placenta from a freshly newborn person to your house. You don't have to leave your house. All you do is just sit in your room and wait for the doorbell to ring. Because the doorbell rings, there's going to be an ice chest on your front porch. You're going to go, you're going to open up the ice chest, there's going to be a nice juicy placenta in there, and you're going to eat it. And you are going to get all the benefits that a normal human should, and you are going to live forever. And you can't do that without placent us because it's not placent them, it's placent us. And we're back. And we're back. We have a very special show for you today because it's our first ever returning guest on the podcast. Because we couldn't find anybody else. Mostly because we couldn't find anybody else. But before we uh, before we bring him up into the mic, we are going to do our new segment, three episodes old. It's time for the three-minute recap. So, Steven, you're going to handle it. You know, two interceptions by Aaron Rodgers will do that to you, Nick. Okay, yep. that's That was just uncalled for. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, need a, I need a timer. Yeah, we need a timer. Five seconds. All right. Five. All right. So we open up. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a... Well, desert landscape, and and there's a what is it? Text text over the uh, scenery. It's the year three thousand. Earth is a desolate wasteland. The Cyclos, a brutal race of giant humanoid aliens, well, more on that later, have ruled the planet for a thousand years, and humans are now an endangered species. Woo. 
open up with Barry Pepper on a, on a horse riding through this desert landscape. He uh, he gets to where he needs to be, which is apparently his home village in the caves. And uh, one of his uh, uh, cave-dwelling uh, family members comes up to him and says, Oh, I'm sorry, your father didn't make it through the night. He's now dead. But I got this medicine for him. It's too late. No! All right, so Barry Pepper uh, talks to the talks to the tribal leaders and the tribal leaders are, are worried because they're running out of food but they're also worried of the demons that that are, are beyond their uh, wasteland of a of a of a desolate community barry pepper's like man there ain't no monsters i bet you i bet you you never seen one so i'm gonna go find them and and you're not gonna and you're not gonna say shit about it so barry pepper goes and he leaves the leaves the tribe and uh he goes and he finds um people uh, and then the people join him uh, on his journey to to find food apparently because uh he, he's the one who can hunt so they go and find food um, in this uh, desolate god, what they call the God's Wasteland, which is uh, all these skyscrapers from a thousand years ago, all uh, torn down or whatever. So they go into the mall, um, obviously because that's the main cave where all the food is. And they, as they're searching for food, they find the demons, or the demons find them more likely. More likely. Uh, this is what happens. So the demons find them and they enslave them. And uh, the demons turn out to be these uh, aliens called the Cyclos. And the Cyclos uh, enslave them. In order to uh, uh, mine their gold, so John Travolta, who's the main uh, security leader of of the planet Earth, since the whole planet is now a, a prison planet, um, he decides that he's gonna mine gold to get back in the good graces of the home planet of uh, Planet Cyclo. Believe it or not, the Cyclo human race is, is Planet Cyclo. So he uh, enrolls Barry Pepper to. Oh, great! I have one minute. So he enrolls Barry Pepper in to be the to be the le, uh, to be the leader of the people to mine the gold. So they put him in this giant uh, learning machine, and Barry Pepper decides to learn the uh, gets to learn the language of the Cyclo people, and then also learn about the history of the human race. And he decides, like, hey, we're humans. We're better than that. There's no gods that we had to wait for. We're we're the badasses that we've been waiting for the whole time. And so he gets uh, people together and decides to trick the Cyclos in mining gold. Uh, they steal gold from Fort Knox, but then uh, in return they uh, decide to learn how to fly uh, Harrier jets and and fight with sticks and rocks and figure out that radiate uh, that nuclear power uh, kills the fucking cyclos. So they get a dirty bomb together. Uh, they they set it, they uh, get it triggered off and then they send it to the oh 15 seconds. So they decide to send the nuclear bomb to the cyclo planet. They destroy the planet and then they overthrow John Travolta and John Travolta's pissed off because his plan never worked and he gets imprisoned in Fort Knox where all the gold he was surrounded by. That he was trying to get to to collect for the world, and that's the end of the movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah, now you don't even have to watch it. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Like you, you would really. Now I'm just gonna add the word barn door wipe, and then we're just gonna insert that in between every sentence that you said. Yeah, sure. And that's pretty much exactly what the movie was. I mean, that's that's key points. There's there's yeah, some... those, that that's like yeah, that's that's not what this movie is really about. Like when you watch this movie, you don't even get like the full plot like that. You really, you really just see it in scenes because this whole movie happens like in the most random scenes you could possibly. I studied this movie like intricately. I paused and, re- and rewound it and was like, really, this is how they're going? Okay, I mean, I guess this is how the story's supposed to go, but really, uh, I, I, yeah. So, so that was the key plot points as much as I could. There's a lot of deception in this movie. Like, there's a lot of of blackmailing oh, yeah. and and, we'll and get bribery. Into it. Yeah. Ugh. But for now, we are going to uh, bring in our guest, Alex, our returning guest and our graphic designer. Hello, this Alex. Alex Kalajakis. Hello, everyone. It's good to see you, Alex. Bringing the energy this morning, Alex. I see. Yeah. I, got, I got a lot to say. Okay. Thanks, Terry Gross. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to do the recurring segment. Act it out.
the scene we're doing for this movie. This is when John Travolta as Turl, Turl. and uh, Forrest Whitaker as Kerr, Kerr are going to try to get leverage over the humans so that they can control them. I see. And so to do that, they decide, well, we'll find out. Right. So reading the part of Turl, Alex, and reading the part of Kerr is going to be... Steven. Sure. And I will be reading uh, scene descriptions as Narration. well as uh, a couple lines from uh, Johnny and Carlo. Oh, all right. Exterior. Cave. <laughs> with bars on it. Johnny is trapped by two uh, cyclos, and then those two cyclos are killed, being replaced by Kerr and Turl, and they study him, and then they say, This one seems to be unusually intelligent and resourceful, but defiant. Which means we'll need leverage over him. Man is primi- Man is a primitive species, so we'll need something primitive for leverage. Something like food. What do you think a manimal would like to eat? What do you think they would consider a treat? How the crap should I know? There's no way of knowing that, sir. Before we educate it on the learning machine, we'll take it to the mountains along with some others. Let them think they escaped. And then sit back and watch it choose its favorite food. Yes. Barn door wipe. Johnny and two other escaped escapees are in the mountains, one of whom is Carlo. They are struggling. They are really struggling up these mountains. And uh, Turl and Kerr watch them from a cozy studio on their button cameras. Three days and they still haven't eaten anything yet. Precisely. Now that the manimals feel like they don't have safe enough distance from us, Soon they'll find their favorite food and celebrate. The three escapees are in an insanely snowy room now, even though it's just sunny. They see rats under a Christmas tree. Food! Johnny leaps up and grabs a rat, cut to them sitting with the rat. Carlo, no spark, no flame, you can't cook it. Johnny eats the rat uncooked. (laughs) That's their favorite food. Of course it is! They could have selected anything they wanted. But it's not even cooked. Ugh! If manimals prefer its rats uncooked, it makes our job that much easier. If they like the rats so much, then how come those two aren't eating? Don't you know anything? The leader of the pack always eats first. See? Carlo eats the shit out of that rat. We're really going to have to leverage over them now. Johnny finds their button cameras, rips them off their jackets. Do you know about the button camera? Don't be a knothead. It's a manimal. It couldn't possibly know. They know. You sure called that one, sir. No way they know about the pixel cameras. Terrell gets very upset. Move your fat ass and let's round them up. He hits his head on the ceiling. Ah, crap, lousy ceiling. I thought I told you to bring in some manimals to fix this. Curse Miles. End. Okay, yep, that's that's the movie. <laughs> you can't beat that kind of writing. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, that scene was shocking when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Just, just the amount of logic in that scene was just unbelievable. It's negative logic. Yeah. <laughs> just like, they're going to find their favorite food. We're going to use their favorite food to use it as leverage over them. It clearly shows that the Cyclos are just suppressors, Nick. Like, that's really what it is. They're total suppressors. The best part was how he they showed like it, him diving in slow motion <laughs> towards oh, the yeah. rat. When he, when he like, catches the rat. What was the point of showing that in slow motion? <laughs> What was the point of anything? <laughs> Action-packed. Yeah. That's why. Action-packed kind of, you, you asked that probably dozens of times in this movie, to be honest. So, Alex, uh, tell us a little bit about how you came across this movie, why why this movie is important to you in your life. Well, it's important in a sense that it 
hands down is my favorite new new favorite so bad it's good movie it's unseated uh, escape from la um Oh, which is just you? which is just a good movie. Which is just an awesome movie. <laughs> yeah. You worked. Ugh. All right, keep going. <laughs> yeah, if you surf the streets of L.A., that's not a bad movie. He surfed a shark in that movie, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure we were talking about the same movie. Yeah. How'd you first learn about? Bad how'd you Peter? first? Yeah. I've, rem- I've, rem- I've always kind of remembered this movie because I remember uh, when did this come out? Two thousand. Yeah. The year two thousand. Summer two thousand. I, for some, I, I always remember because they promoted the shit out of this movie. I remember I saw a lot of previews I mean, they for it. They had to. Yeah, they had the amount of money they spent on this movie. Yeah, it's like I, I just remember. It's always been in the memory, and I always remember hearing about how it is one of the most epically bad. Just kind of like The Room, like the last episode. It's one of those movies you just have always heard about just being one of the most epically bad. But this one's so much different in The Room in the sense that, what was it $80 million? Is that how much they spent on this yeah, movie? Yeah, like seventy-three million, and that's probably not even including marketing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, thanks for being here, and uh, you can leave now. I'm just kidding. Yeah, just get the hell out. And oh, now I can we're... leave my own room. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> and now we're going to go into our next segment. We got the best and worst scene of the movie. Best and worst, and best and worst, and best and worst, and best and worst scenes. Mine has already been said. It was the uh, the acted out scene. It's going to live in my top ten worst scenes I've ever seen of all time. Sure. Worst scene scenes of all time. Worst scene scenes of all time, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any any differing opinions? KJAX, what, uh, what do you think? You're the guest of honor. The one that most sticks out to me was, uh, there was two actually. The one uh, where, uh, what was it, Turl and what was the, what was Forrest Wicker's Kerr. Kerr. They were debating whether humans could fly. Yeah, that, that was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. here's, another, here's another like perfectly logical scene. They must be able to fly. Man animals can't fly. Just because we've never seen them fly doesn't mean they don't fly. Yeah, I think that was, that was number two on the acted out. <laughs> because uh, to set the scene, Johnny runs up on, onto the cliff with the three other guys. And uh, they're about to be captured. They're watching them on the cameras or... I think so, yeah. Like, Johnny's about to jump because he just wants to escape. Then the ship shows up, and then they round up and they, they grab one guy. Yeah. And uh, and the, the one guy sparks some sort of a conversation between Kerr and Turl about humans being having the capability to fly. Yeah. And, you know, it's only been a thousand years since they've been <laughs> on the planet, so you, so they, they don't know. They don't know already if they know how to fly yet, I guess. I mean, just because we haven't seen them fly doesn't mean they can't. Uh, and then they throw the... Then they throw them off the cliff. They throw the, the pointless guy off the cliff. Yeah. The and guy that the probably worst, didn't talk the whole time. Yeah, and the worst green screen uh, falling sequence. <laughs> Wiley Coyote-esque. Oh, it's so great. He just, yeah. like, gets smaller. <laughs> And, but he still doesn't know how to how to act like he's falling. Yeah. His face just stays the yeah, same. Yeah, there was no fear in that man's face yeah, at he, all going he just down. Seemed, he just seemed mildly concerned <laughs> that he was literally falling to his death. It looked like the genie effect that you that you see on your Macintosh when you minimize your when you minimize a window. Oh, oh yeah, that's a perfect way yeah. of describing. <laughs> that's exactly what it looked like. Steven, did you have uh, any other scenes? Um, to, talk about? to be honest, it's it's Barry Pepper just stole the movie from me in so many ways. <laughs> he stole the movie. He stole my heart in this movie. Um, uh, I, I would have to say. Either the scene where he's discussing with uh, the elder leader about how he's going to leave and be like, I'm going to burn this mother down by, by just leaving the leaving the encampment um, and doing parkour to describe how de- what demons look like in the beginning of the movie. That or his attempted escape when first encountering the cyclos um, when he breaks through, you know, like 20 panes of glass without a scratch. Oh, yeah. Um, and the multiple <laughs> yeah. twisted angles and the long shots, you know, the long wide angles that they took 
for some reason. Yeah, I just lo- I loved the five straight panes of glass that he just happened to ran. He ran through all. He ran through all of them. I feel like I feel like that whole action sequence while falling, like he fell through five panes of glass over a span of like had to be ten, twelve feet. Like how much it, does he weigh to be able to seriously? Go it's seriously the result of them halfway in between making the movie. And uh, watching a screening of The Matrix and being like, oh, we need to have that action sequence in this movie. <laughs> like, that needs to happen. Whatever just whatever happened between Trinity and the agents in the beginning of the movie, that needs to be in our beginning of the movie with Barry Pepper. Good and, job, J.D. And Spiro. speaking of Barry Pepper, that's going to lead into our next one. Who works in the movie and who doesn't work in the movie? Ooh-wee. Favorite characters, least favorite characters. Uh, we will start off with Steven, so I'm, you can continue your uh, Barry Pepper monologue. I, I mean, I would love to. I would love to say Barry Pepper makes the movie, but I feel like that's just an overstatement. Of course, he makes this movie. Who really makes the movie for me, honestly, is a very unsung hero in in movies and television today. It's the legendary Kim Coates. Yep. He had a great supporting role as Carlo. Like he should have had a lot more lines. He should have obviously been written better, to be honest. But yeah, he's just a great supporting character for Barry Pepper, and he, you know, he tests his metal, he shows his will. He was, he had the perfect uh, uh, end to his uh, to his character role too. Oh yeah, Carlo is my favorite character too. Oh, there you go. Like, stole it. I just uh, swaggerjacked you, homie. <laughs> Swagger, you done done swaggerjacked me again, Stephen. Yeah, the the Carlo Kamikaze fall that didn't didn't really work was just like. Or his kamikaze fail, where he tries to ram the ship yeah, into yeah, the... Yeah, he crashes, and, and he just gets into the stuck. Dump, and he just gets stuck somehow in, like, the top of it. And then he just has a bazooka hand yeah, right next to Yeah, that was the best him. part. He just, like, looks to his right, he sees, like, a wrench, looks to his left, he has a bazooka, and he's like, mm, I'll choose the bazooka. I love the boxes just ex- labeled explosive. Yeah, yes, boxes too. of fuel. <laughs> yeah, and everything is labeled explosive, just in case you weren't sure. Of course. Could have just been food. Could have just been uncooked rats all throughout. As far as a uh, favorite character for you, Alex? I mean, for me, it's the obvious. I mean, John Travolta just made the movie for me because really so many ridiculous li- And to me, another scene that really stuck out is when, when he found out he had to stay on Earth, like, way longer. Oh, yeah. He was at the, air quote, bar where yeah. they drink their, uh, their like, limerita like schematic drink, I don't know what the oh yeah, like all the schematic or something. Yeah, like that, yeah, right? no, but they look like lime. It's like it has the same. T- they, they look like those those ridiculous the drinks big, you get the on the Las Margaritas, Vegas yeah. strip. It looks like the, an Incredible Hulk, like Hennessy and Hypnotic mixed together. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I, I mean, it probably is to be honest. I mean, he was hoarding those. That was the best part yeah, of the whole he, scene. Yeah, he like grabbed. He was like, "Are you gonna pay?" The bartender was like, "Are you gonna pay for those?" And then he like he grabs like four or five. Of the drinks and like pulls them together like it's some of his kin. Like I'm gonna keep you safe. And, <laughs> We're gonna post a screenshot of that on the, uh, yeah, the website. It's more of a visual it, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. something that you have to see to believe that they uh, kept the shot in the movie. As far as like actors that didn't work for me, I would say maybe maybe the girl because she's pointless. Yeah, yeah she's, she's so pointless. pointless. Like they didn't give her anything. No. It wasn't her fault, but. It was just like was they just they used her like, yeah they used her in the beginning and the end and that was it and hardly motivation like the whole time she was leverage yeah haha <laughs> ha. a woman with leverage that's one of the lines in the movie mm-hmm. who did not make the movie for you uh, K Jackson what would you say the the not cave people but like uh, towards the end there was that like tribe. Oh yeah, uh, the, the Kim Coates' tribe, whatever came later. The, you know, the guy with the, the war paint. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the magically the fly brave, Harrier jet in one week. Yeah, yeah. the guys the hanging on like the Tennessee mountains. Yes. Yeah, the Braveheart warriors. Um, 
the pretty that artwork. somehow learned how to fly a fucking oh, F sixteen. Oh, the in flight like a simulator week. was the best. Yeah, all these guys learned how to fly jets just from the one flight simulator. Yeah, but they were stoked on it, and I think they really put in their put in their due homework. I mean, yeah. on Monday they were attempting to stab it with with stone spears, and by Sunday they were masters at, at, <laughs> yeah. of flight. Yeah, it's like Earth got overran, and look nine minutes according to yeah. john travolta and they're gonna overthrow the aliens with technology that's a thousand years old oh yeah <laughs> hey never underestimate humans that's the one thing we learned especially, and that lizards are probably people especially if it's made in the usa yeah gosh especially, darn usa you know who was kind of pointless for me is uh force whitaker's character was kind of just what 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 did yeah, he, really he was like do? the the joke second yeah he was the comic relief, relief. Yeah, yeah but hardly relief. even like he, they made him, like, a joke of a character. Oscar award winner, Forrest Whitaker, mind yeah. you. But uh, he, he's come out after this movie and said that he, he regrets it. You know, he got paid. Yeah. I think John Travolta just called in that one favor for, like, helping him cover up a murder or something. I don't know. I think there's a conspiracy there. Yeah, probably. My, uh, I would say the character that didn't work for me the most would be, be like, the leader of, of Earth that gets killed or gets, like, whatever. The guy oh, with yeah, the giant that, jowl. Yeah, the, yeah. the Mitch McConnell guy. Yes, yeah. the Mitch McConnell cyclo. That's yeah. who exactly. With like all the necks, he's like the job of the hut and Mitch McConnell yeah. like mixed his, together. His his neck folds that didn't move at all. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally believable. He looks like Ben Franklin's corpse. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the bloated Ben Franklin corpse. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And that brings us to our next segment. It's time to do some lines. Alex, I know you already have yours in your pocket, so go for it. What's your favorite line in the movie? Tons of. Uh... John Travolta lines like just literally rapid fire like definitely uh, <laughs> when they were uh, when Barry Pepper was was getting uh, assimilated or like learning the cycle assimilated language. is a great word like because uh, you know, John Travolta brilliantly found out that the favorite food of humans was uh, rat so yeah. every so every scene after Using that he referred to Barry illogic. Pepper as uh, rat brains crash one more time rat brain and your little friend will no longer be among the living yeah <laughs> listen here rat brains just anytime he called barry pepper rat uh, rat brains was was a highlight for me also just uh there was one scene where it was like one of those just like he's learning the language he's getting his, you know like those like pan around yeah. like shots for uh you know like basically showing like two weeks over like two minutes and then like there's just one really it was really quick you might miss it if you, if you didn't notice it was the one where he just pulls up a rat in front of Barry Pepper's face like do you want lunch do you want lunch <laughs> like that 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 was probably my favorite yeah when he tries to force feed the rat to Barry Pepper it was one of the best lines <laughs> amazing ever. Yeah, yeah it was incredible and then Barry Pepper's just like, oh, I don't want a rat. I don't want a rat. And then he's like, why are they not they eating their not favorite eating food? Yeah. Which is just, oh, I can't, I can't even get past that. I can't get past it. Like, it is really just, it weighs on me, the, the rat thing. That's it's just hubris, man. Yeah. It's just a, it's just the personification of hubris in this movie, man. The, the aliens got lazy. They didn't really learn anything, and that's why the humans took it back over, man. Stephen, do you have a, a favorite line? A uh, favorite line, it would ha- have to be um, the humans. For some reason, well, I mean, it's it for some reason, but it actually works in this in this setting because it does take place in the future, and so it's sort of like catchphrases, sayings, yeah. anecdotes, whatever, uh, all that, all that fun stuff. Um, when the humans in this movie uh, are asked if like something can be done, like can you do this? Like, uh, are you able to fly these jets in a week and, yeah. and crash it into this dome to destroy the the entire alien race? They don't say, "Yeah, I can do that," or "Yeah, sure, no problem." 
the, the, they don't even say yes. They just look at him. They look at him with open eyes and they look around and they say, piece of cake. 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 And they just say it like three or four times in a row. And and then they do um, gorilla grunts. So so it's like I like that little quality in the movie because it it shows you like the degradation of human society, but also like the lost and things get lost in translation how it keeps. But it's so like out of the ordinary in this fucking movie because nothing else is said that that like oh, sort yeah. of calls back to that. So this is the only one no, instance. I wrote in my notes. How did they even learn piece of cake? Like, yeah. How does anybody? How does who how, knows what cake is? How do, how do all the sayings that existed in in humanity before like piece of cake is the one that survived if you're telling me that i lost the technology and and know how to make to make cake a thousand years ago how do i know what piece of cake means today come on come on people there might be some of those easy bake ovens still laying no it's called the only person who knows how to make a cake is barry pepper and barry pepper never taught nobody no make no 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 motherfucking cake all right I would love if they just made cake on the phone, though. <laughs> like, really the, that should have been the ending. That should have been the favorite food. They're yeah. like, oh, what is your f- actual favorite food? It's like a birthday oh, cake. It's just cake. Pops yeah. Up. it's yeah. cake. They all eat cake at the end. My favorite line was less of a line and more of a line just describing something, but it was whenever they would refer back, whenever John Travolta and the Cyclos would refer back to the mothership, basically their home planet, they'd called it the home office. Because I've already arranged that if any unfortunate accident were to befall me, this go straight to the home office yeah the corporation <laughs> yeah so first of all everything is like a corporation in this movie which is just like it was just like anti-capitalism movie right oh, yeah is that what so this much was? so many undertones in this movie man oh yeah just it was to like call the, out modern the, most, society. the least subtle undertones i've ever seen in the movie they kept they kept referencing the academy yeah, like, the, the academy. Yo, my son needs to academy. get into the academy. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like wow, West Point so or some related. Shit. They have the cyclones. same problems we do. Yeah, and then when I hear home <laughs> office, I'm just like, like Microsoft home office is like all I think of. <laughs> and I'm just like, they're really just calling it the home office? You couldn't come up with any other thing in Cyclo? Maybe like it translates to home office, mm-hmm. but even if it translates to home office, it's still a terrible name yeah. for like your mothership, basically. But I think that's the that's the beauty of having this movie uh, in this in this awful, like, weird language that they use because yeah. when when we first get introduced to the cyclos they're speaking in grunts like it's oh, like yeah. uh it's like the goobacks from south park they're just speaking like <laughs> but but it's but they just talk like that at the beginning and then all of a sudden it flips like i really love movies that do that where it's like in one language and then all of a sudden it like blends into english but mm-hmm. they did it obviously in a weird way because it was like grunting grunting and then like what do you mean you're talking like this and it's yeah. like it's it's just weird because you know you have a they tried to introduce this concept of like you're they're actually speaking cyclo but it's but it's their it's our English translation of it because it's just because we have to explain this movie somehow. Yeah, in the beginning I thought that only John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker could speak English. Yeah. Because all the other ones would still grunt around them until like yeah. they started slowly getting into like everybody's talking to each other and then I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. So it's it was not so just them two, but still, I'm like a little heads up could help. Like if that could if the, if any movie can do that, like there's a lot of movies that do that nowadays. I don't think this was the first to ever do that. But if you can do that perfectly, I think that's a great, it's like a great little subtle quality to a movie. Yeah, no, I agree. For sure. And now we're going to get in the last segment before we get to the games. We're going to do top five. Top five! And for this top five, we're going to do top five ways that John Travolta ruined this movie. Just five. Let's just, yeah, let's just, let's just throw five out there. I'm going to say. Narrow it down to five? Yeah, I'm going to say the, the ill, his, his logic was just. Yeah. I mean, it ruined the movie for him because he, he ended up being the one that let them overthrow everything. So I think the logic has got to be, like, number one. Sure. Yeah. But what are some other ways? 
ways that he did not ruin the movie is by wearing four foot stilts the yes. entire movie. Yes, because absolutely. he was tall. I didn't even. I think I have more respect for him now that he did wear four, four foot stilts the entire movie because that takes some talent. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even really think does. John Travolta was capable. Of that. It takes vigor. That's what yeah. that takes. Um, I, I I would have to say another part. Uh, another way that John Travolta ruined this movie for sure is um, he's the only cyclo who, him and Forrest Whitaker are the only cyclos that don't have a fucked up face. Yeah. Like, (laughs) they have no serious makeup. Every other cyclo looks like a Klingon. Except John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker, and the maybe that, maybe actors. Kelly Preston, but that's it. Yeah. It's like it's ridiculous. Who's John Travolta's wife? Who's John Travolta's wife and helped you know help fund the movie? That tongue is real though. That tongue is totally real. Oh, yeah. She's she's Gene Siemens triple uh, X. <laughs> yeah. Advanced race. Advanced race. Yes. Lots of prostitutes. Of course. Uh, what about you, KJ? Oh, what, what was stole mine? That was that was, oh, what oh, I was that was yours. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm just a swagger jack. Call me still a swagger jack. Hey man, just like Swagger Jackson. Yes. Plenty to go around. To me, it's just like it was the illogical stupidity and his arrogance, his hubris. Yes, hubris. His hubris. Hubris was out of control. If Freud saw that hubris, he'd be like, "That's a massive hubris." Oh man, I need to sit him on my couch. Yeah, yeah. But I think another way that uh, he really fucked up was uh, the hysterical laughter all oh, the yes. time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, you're too much. Over exuberant evil laugh. You cannot watch this movie without noticeably. At first, maybe it kind of blends in. Like you, they're like, "Was that a joke?" I'm not sure if that was a joke, but it could have been a joke. That's why he's laughing. But then he just started laughing after everything he said. Yeah, he's like, "Let's go to the ships." <laughs> he could have been like, I could totally see him in like a powdered wig and like uh, knickers and 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 just be like this this British royal uh, yeah. during the 1600s and have the <laughs> yeah. same conversation that he's having with Forrest Whitaker. Absolutely. Well, that reminds me of that scene too, towards the end, where um, what was it for uh, Forrest Whitaker's character was just like, "Oh, I told somebody about the operation, and you're never gonna be able to find out." Yeah. And John Travolta. <laughs> it's like it was like a scene from Scooby Doo. I was like, "Oh, well, you know, I couldn't possibly know who you're talking about." Our friendly bartender. And he just yeah, like pulls this guy's head, head out, out of the head, head. Yeah. out of fucking just some random compartment area that was fantastic it was just like dun 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 like and then he didn't kill him right he didn't kill Forrest, no. right yeah no no he kept him yeah because he, he needed leverage he needs leverage <laughs> we're really going to have leverage over them now leverage, leverage is huge in this movie it's huge huge wow. leverage blackmailing uh d- deception deception should have been the key word in this fucking the movie. perceptive deception perceptive <laughs> deception yeah i think that uh yeah i think that covers all the top five i think yeah. uh, i think we nailed it on that one yeah, we're close enough. And uh, now we're going to get to the games. Hey, let there be games. And we got a, we got a new game that we're going to play today. We're going to do it quick. Everybody gets a one-minute pitch. Oh, wow. It's called Not Bop It, Not Pull It, but Twist It. Twist It. And in Twist It, we, uh, we add a twist to the movie okay. that would make it better. Okay. Plot twist to make the movie a, a better. A plot twist to make this movie watchable. Oh, and we got one minute to pitch we that idea? one minute to pitch the idea. Okay. KJAX goes first. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> well, I I can go first because I, I I mean he is the guest. Why does the guest always have the guest? Should because be you're special. Have, no. The guest should have the courtesy. The guest, the guest of can go last on this. One. Oh, you doing production notes now? I am. <laughs> Unlike Kyle. Thanks for your opinion. Thanks for your opinion. Said no one. Now stuff your opinions in a sack, Mister. So my twist to make this movie better is uh, that 
in the middle of the movie, when when all the gold mining stuff is happening, that uh, we choose a better thing than gold to mine, and that matters to an alien race. Why would an alien race care about gold? I have no idea. Like, if they're an alien race, they should be able to make gold. I don't understand how they're flying to all these different planets and mining just gold, because that just doesn't make any sense. So I think it's got to be something better than that. I'm thinking, like, something weird, something fun, like uh, ivory. Like, we just make this an ivory trade. We bring in some animals. Like, I think Johnny riding a uh, an elephant wow. at the end of this movie would really just up the ante. And then we get, like, a good, like, message behind it. Like, don't go into the ivory trade. Wow. And it can be it can be anti-corporation still. And, wow. And uh, make them even more bad guys. Wow. You just made this a Greenpeace movie. That's amazing. All right. Yeah, All that's, right. That's my twist. All right. Good pitch. Good pitch. Good pitch. All right, who's next? Who's next? Oh, I, oh okay. Kjax goes next. All right, all right, all right. Take the take the initiative. All right, my twist would be that um, instead of it swiping out, it swipes in. No, I'm just kidding. No, the the real that twist would change, that would change things. Revolutionary. Yeah, that, that would that would really change the movie. Um, my my twist would be you find out probably like I don't know pretty deep into the movie that the aliens are the aliens. That are talked about in Scientology was it like Lord Zenu, or whatever? Like okay. that's that's those are the aliens. So basically, it's a biopic. So maybe it's like a full Scientology. It's just full like, Scientology. Yeah. We already just go know full Scientology. Yeah. Like no there's, subtle there's Scientology. There's speculation that it was funded uh, by the Church of Scientology, right? So this this so it'd basically be like a movie where it'd be the coming out party for Scientology. That's <laughs> that's, that's a that's a great twist. It's the passion of the Christ <laughs> for the Church of Scientology. Okay, oh my yeah, God, that's I, awesome. I see it. And I think they would have been it probably would have bumped it up a few percentage points cuz they would have gotten all their Scientologist uh, critics yeah. to Fine. give it a Forced proper rating. screenings? Yeah. yeah, of course. Right, okay, Steven. Steven, what's your twist it? Oh Jesus. Okay, so the twist would happen right off the bat. Like, we're talking right off the bat of the movie. Because this is something that I thought when I initially watched this movie, um, when my parents had illegal cable in the 2000s and got free pay-per-view, I watched maybe like the the middle 30 minutes of this movie where they um, take him to, uh, to the White or not the White House, the Capitol, to D.C. and show him like how humans failed. It was the Denver Library. Oh, it was. I yeah. thought I thought they went to Washington D.C. I think it was the Denver. No way. They went, they went to Washington D.C. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. oh so that's why it was yeah. declaration. Oh, who watched this movie more? Okay. Anyways, you guys are messing <laughs> with my with my twist here. I'll give you an extra ten seconds. Oh, sure. Okay. Um. <laughs> so so when I first watched that movie, I thought this whole time, like when they first initially took over, that they immediately enslaved the human race and that the humans have been working under the aliens for a thousand years. That's not the case with this movie at all. So I was totally wrong when I went back and rewatched this movie. So that should be the twist right off the bat, is that the humans have been enslaved by the aliens the entire time for the past thousand years, and that they've been slowly learning their ways. I feel like that would be more of a precursor to how they could overthrow the aliens in a week because they've been building this up for a thousand years. Yeah, I think that actually makes a lot of logical sense, which yeah. is why it wouldn't work. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I feel like that would have like completely transformed the movie and make it actual tolerable movie to watch. Like going, it would be like watching Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice versus Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition. Ultimate Edition. That extra hour and a half really helped the movie. That's so all that, I'm saying. That scene in yes, it did, Kyle. Shut up. That scene in the library, though. Remember how John Fulton's like. Read up as much as you can. Yeah, I just love that he reads the Declaration of Independence first thing. Yeah, Yeah. he read, like, the first two lines of Declaration of Independence. John Fulton's like, Time to go! Had enough! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He can't even read. (laughs) 
What are you just looking at words? He's reading something called the Decoloration of Independence. That's the French. Okay, now it's time for the last game. Uh, this game is going to be called Alien Face. So, Alien Face? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, do tell, sir. So, the way to play Alien Face, I'm surprised you don't already know. But, is it like uh, this face? Yeah, it's like this face, but with alien faces. Okay. Uh, it's, it works really well on podcasts. Sure. We think because that's we're good. totally we, visual. Yeah, visual is the oh, yeah, way to go with audience. Totally. It's going to be a big hit, yeah. And uh, how you play Alien Face, I'm going to name a alien race, and we're gonna, you're going to choose an actor and impose their face on the yes. leader of that race Yes, in that movie. Absolutely. So basically kind of like how uh, John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker are the only aliens. Yeah, that they're the only ones like, that you can actually see. That don't look like, like monsters. Just make yeah. an alien out of me. So we, we got three. We're going to stick to the main, uh, the main food groups for this one. Is if, this we, if we come up with a new one, we can... Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry so to are keep you, interrupting. So are Stephen and I both going to answer, and you're going to pick the best one? Is that is that how this is going to work? Are we all yeah, I'll, I'll choose the movie that I want to see the most okay. with that, oh, okay. with okay. that okay. alien okay. face. All right, sorry. Yeah, please continue the So rules. we're going to start with Star Wars because uh, it's relevant. Sure. For that, the race I chose was Ewoks. Oh, wow. I so uh, so choose, a, choose an actor or an actress, put their face on it, and explain why that person works as the leader of that race. Alex, would you take the lead? Alex is going to go first. Here we go. So my choice for the actor to play an Ewok is Danny DeVito. Okay. Um, okay, why? Why? <laughs> for one, can you picture Danny DeVito in an Ewok? Like, for one, he, he he's he's a nice transition because he's, like, what, five feet tall? It's like the right so, size, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just really want to see an Ewok. To, he just, like, he still has the bald head. He still has the bald head and the glasses. He basically would be Frank from Always Sunny, but just in Ewok form. So um, maybe he's covered in hand sanitizer all the time, or just he's the comedic. He's you know how there was that one Ewok that was the comedic relief, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the comic relief uh, for that ran that, uh, guided Leia back to the village. The sure, I would replace I would replace that one with just Danny DeVito. Be like, hey, <laughs> you should come back to the village. Okay, okay, I see it. Yeah. Steven. Uh, I would say, uh, following on the same uh, uh, vein of, of Alex here, I would choose Charlie Day as one of the other Ewoks. <laughs> Charlie as Charlie as an Ewok would be one of the one of the funniest, most awkward Ewok encounters of all time because he'd have his beard. He'd just be like wearing a bear suit, but it'd just be a Charlie face with his beard. He'd be like, Oh yeah, you guys want to go over here? I'll take over to Endor. Find all these guys. That's a great You guys want to eat some uncooked rats? Yeah. <laughs> He'd have white tube socks. You guys want some jelly beans and some milkshake? <laughs> so yeah, Charlie Day for sure. Okay, so in Return of the Jedi, who would I rather see Frank? Yeah, <laughs> it's basically always sunny in. It's always Return sunny in Endor. Endor. It's always sunny yeah. in Endor. Always sunny in Endor. Uh, I would rather see. Ooh, it's tough. It just. Uh, I think that in in the in the tone of the film, the one that would work the best would be the Charlie Day. Yeah. Because it uh, yeah, it it would be. It wouldn't be like the gross comedy, like uh, like Frank probably would just try to have sex with Leia the whole time. Yeah, it's just dark comedy. He would definitely try to have sex. No, with that's Leia what the I'm. That's yeah. that's exactly what I was going for. It'd be way more dark. Yeah. Or he try to have sex with Chewie, him being an Ewok. Yeah. And just, I'm gonna get real weird with it. Yeah. He'd probably just like smear snot all over C three PO or oh, like Jesus. do something. So gross it may just like be that. a personal preference, but I uh, I I do, I do prefer the, the. They're both good. They're both solid. Like, yeah, Charlie, the high the high, the high voice would be great. The high voice. To, 
slightly yeah. taller. Like, it's a George Washington Yeah, it's, it's just Charlie Day. Yeah. Just, uh, like, it's just normal size. I'm not different. I'm not different. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the the next one we got is from Lord of the Rings. Ooh, Lord of the Rings. We're going with the Eagles. No, I'm just kidding. Eagles. <laughs> uh, we're, Eagles. Going, we're, Eagles. Going, we're going orcs. Orcs. Oh, okay. Okay, so the orcs are the taller ones, right? Yeah. They're not yeah. the goblins. Yeah. Wait, so the regular orcs or the orakai? The orakai. The orakais are the ones that are birthed out of those yeah, like, yeah, weird yeah. sacks? Okay. Yeah, the sack, the sack monsters. Sack, sack creatures. I used, yeah, to have, so the... I used to have sack monsters. Okay, um, so I'll, I'll do this one. I'll do this one first. I would have to say uh, Dwayne Johnson, but only Dwayne Johnson from his first role as the Scorpion King because he had the hair to pull it with off. The long yeah. And he had the l- lack of acting chops to go along with being an orakai. So, so A, he has the stature. He's obviously the man. Um, but him as the Scorpion King, as an Urukai, well, that, that would have to be my choice. Okay, yeah. I, I, I can picture it. Especially him getting birthed. Like, I see, I see, I see him popping out of the sack. Like, I will. I'm going to come get you. <laughs> if you smell what I'm cooking. I, I can't wait. I, I can't, I can't wait to do Jumanji. <laughs> Central intelligence. Speaking of movie, I'm excited for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wait, so is that a... Is that a sequel or is that a yeah? Re-re-re? It's a remake. Requel. It's yeah, a requel. A requel. Because yeah. it reeks. Okay, Alex, you stopped enough. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your orakai? I don't think I'm gonna stay. Let's let's just I let's stay with the same theme here. I'd go with another wrestler. Batista. No. What were we gonna say? <laughs> I was trying to pre yes. Go. I'll probably go John Cena. John, John Cena. Cena. Wow. <laughs> oh John's- yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't cool. imagine potato salad he's as the, a as he's a orc. another another comic. I just I'm always going for the comic relief, man. He's he's the he's the derpy orc. He's the guy that kind of like uh, you know. He's an action star. Twelve yeah. rounds. So yeah. So would the white hand of Saruman be like you can't see me? Then would that be yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, like exactly. five hands across it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he would get the ring for a second, and mm-hmm. then he would put it on. Do the thing. Turns invisible. You can't see me. With a wrist sweatband. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more. And then he throws, yeah, he throws. You can only see the the, the wrist sweatband when he, when he puts on the ring. Right before his battle sequence, he pumps up his Nikes. Yeah. Well, no, I was I was thinking more as like he's going to have t- cargo shorts on. Yeah. Like, cargo uh, shorts shirtless, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I like both those ideas. And okay. I, and I think that uh, as far as looks like an orc already... Is I think John Cena has that square face, yeah. that square mm-hmm. face That's like the them ears. Yeah, he's just got the ears and the <laughs> face that would fit seamlessly onto an Orakai body. So uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Alex. I'm for that really one. surprised he wasn't cast in Warcraft. Yeah, just saying. Actually, you know, yeah, he looks exactly like those. Just saying. Okay, and uh, the last one we got is Harry Potter. Oh wow! I struggled with what creature to choose for this one, uh, so I went Dementors. With- I, went, I thought about going Dementors. We can choose between Dementors or... Uh, Professor Flitwick. Or the Goblins. Or Goblins. Yeah. Goblins. Go- so, Professor Flitwick, yeah. Or Gob- Centaurs. Centaurs is not a bad choice. Or Bokbeak. <laughs> <laughs> or the Cave Troll. Or the Mermaids. Or the Puberty Troll. Or the Dragon. Or a recast of Hagrid. What about Vol- just... Voldemort faces? Voldemort faces, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different types of Voldemort faces. So goblins are aliens now. All right. I got what about the owls? I can dig it. We can what do the owls. Uh, owl, the owls? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a human Kyle, face. cut think, all this out. I think goblins is too close to Ewoks now that I think about it. So yeah. let's, let's go uh, Let's go a different route. Let's go Dementor. Like the only, right. This is the only Dementor face. But Dementors face. don't have faces. I know. This yeah, is they don't talk either. But this is going to be the only face that you 
he's he's not. They're not going to talk. Okay. Oh, they're not going to talk. They're not so going to talk. But be, you will see the face. So this, this is the only dementor. Oh my god, I got this. Whatever. I already got it. I already got it. Go ahead, K Jax. Okay, this is the only dementor's face that you see in the entire series of Harry Potter. Okay, so he doesn't talk. He doesn't. But no talking. Yeah. Okay. He does suck. Like sucks your fun. He's a fun sucker. Um, I'd probably go. Um, if we're gonna go for like just like if you get a brief glimpse, like something super, somebody super intimidating, super scary, I'd probably go. Uh, what's the name? What's the, <coughs> the actor that was Gladiator in Sons of Anarchy that has that gnarly scar across his face? I don't know, but I know who you're talking. I don't about. know who you're talking. That about. Irish actor. Yeah. I forget his name, but that's probably just because I would want to see somebody that like had like a gnarly fucking face like that. Okay. Okay, yeah, just a, a scarred up dude. And I think the listeners know who we're talking about, right? Yeah. Scar, Google it. Scar guy. Google it. Yeah. Scarface, not, yeah. not, not Al Pacino. I got one name. One name. Seth Rogen. <laughs> totally unassuming. You, you, you go, you get, you're like, oh my god, a Dementor's coming. He comes up to you and then it takes <laughs> off his head and Seth Rogen and he just laughs. <laughs> and then he fucking drains the life out of you. Like how scary have, is like, that? Gl- do you have glasses like, oh, on? Or no? You're so cuddly and warm. Assuming Seth Rogen, you'll you won't attack me. Just kidding, you're dead. Yeah, which Seth Rogen? Uh, Seth Rogen, a la um, Seth Rogen, a la a la a la Los, um, Pineapple Express. Yeah, Pineapple <laughs> Express and or Freaks and Geeks. Uh, Seth Rogen, either glasses Seth Rogen, or or just regular pothead Dale Denton. Dale Denton. Dale <laughs> yeah, Denton. yeah. That would be really. That would really throw you off. Yeah, <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I I like that idea, uh, but but we said no talking, so I don't know if even the laugh is going to make. Laugh it counts. Laugh. Because they make counts. noise. I'm. Uh, all right, fuck I'm, gonna make, I'm making a ruling. <laughs> We're going Scarface, guy. Wow. <laughs> I'm choosing an actor that nobody even knows the name Steven, of. This is, this, name. This, is a co- this is collusion. This is collusion. <laughs> this is the third straight week that I lose on a fucking technicality. <laughs> I'm done with this game. I know. I, I did not think I was going to win that. <laughs> you don't win anything. That's the great yeah, part. Yeah, technically. Te- Tommy <laughs> Flanagan. Yeah. Tommy Flanagan. Tommy Flanagan, yep. From uh, Flanagan's Flanagan's. <laughs> Also in cocktail. Also in Flanagan shenanigans. Chibs, yeah. Philip Chibs Telford. Chibs, and uh, so congrats, Alex, on winning nothing. Yeah, It'll suck it, Steven. Spend it all. Don't spend it all in one place. Uh, he's Scottish, spend, by the way. Time to finish off the show. We're gonna finish off with our personal blurbs of Battlefield Earth, and uh, say goodbye. All right. Uh, um, I guess I'll go first then. Um, Battlefield Earth, a uh, cinematic wonder, as in. I wonder who decided to make this movie. That's it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's next. Fits in a blur. Still trying to. Battlefield Earth. After I saw Battlefield Earth, I felt like going psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I have, I have, I have cancer. Battlefield Earth. (laughs) Battlefield Earth only reinforces my opinion on white guys with dreads. Oh wow, you're horrible. Yeah, Barry Pepper pulled off that dread for <laughs> that one dread. The single dreadlock. He, he, dread he had the like grunge artist yeah. hair. He was Joshua. like Chris Cornell. Yeah. He looked like Chris Cornell. Well, that, that was it, everybody. Uh, is Battlefield Earth? A lot more happened to this movie, but we just can't even get into it without just... Don't worry about it. All of us dying. This podcast from, would be three hours. Yeah, from spontaneous combustion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I suggest you watch it once and uh, never again. It'll yeah. Be- 
It'll be your new favorite so bad it's a good movie. So thanks for, thanks for joining us, Alex, for your second episode. Yeah, thanks, KJ. Thanks for letting us use your room My to pleasure. record it. And uh, as we say here to end the episodes, stay real. Hey, stay rotten. Shut do? this shit off! <laughs>